Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Real Moms Podcast, where we're not bad moms, we're We're real moms. unusual space it's not my slash dining room kitchen slash family room where the cat sleeps and there's tape we are at smash and grab in riviera beach and we have jessica here she's one of the what are you here i (laughs) i don't want to get it wrong i feel like she's one of the owners but she Um, made no i'm not far from it um no my unofficial title is operations manager Mm -hmm. director hr master of shenanigans okay she is james's right hand lady Yes. And so yeah, to live. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 so we're gonna run with that. So we're here at Smash and Grab, and we're we're very grateful. Thank you yes. for having Welcome us here. Yes. Thank you. Um. So today is the end of the self care series. Mm-hmm. Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hope you got all your nuggets that you need to grab from the other videos in this one. But let's go, go. And um, if you enjoyed the Yoni Steam video last week, um. Check out our TikTok so that you can go on there and make your own Home Depot Yoni Steam Bucket. Just yes. FYI. Instead of $300 from Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into this today because you already got all the follows and da-da-da-da in our intro. So we're going to start from this end and come all the way over here. We're going to introduce, because we are starting a new thing called Fresh Mom View Panel. Yes. Where we're going to do this panel like every month, every other month. We're going to see how it goes today. See, we're going to get feedback from them. Mm-hmm. And let us know how they like it. So we'll start with you. What is your name? My name is Karen. Mm-hmm. And do you have a lot of children, or do you? No, I only have one child mm-hmm. by the grace of God. All is well here. And she is representing our single moms. Yes. Oh, I'm Chelsea, and I have one nine-month-old, and her name is Marley. And she's representing our new mom. That's right. Well, you know us. Yeah, so skip me. And I am Christy. I am a mom of three, and I just made it into the Nana Club last year. I'm Jessica. I have a 19-year-old son who is in the United States Army National Guard for Florida, and I have a 7-year-old daughter. Oh, nice. so she's the wide-range mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was the started over life. Over, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> new husband, new wife. Yeah, gotcha. New, new everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, to get started, this week we're talking about how... Um, what is it? More like breaking out, breakthrough, letting go, yes. how that is a form of self-care. And I'm going to let Tiff start it off because she was already kind of doing the podcast before we even started the podcast. <laughs> As usual. As usual. Um, so, yeah, guys. So I think that this week's self-care is really important um, to talk about releasing... Okay, this is a side note that just popped into my head. Last night, I was oh, watching Stephen Furtick. <laughs> okay, this is what happened. A 
Okay, first of all, I gotta warn you all. We have Tiffany of Tiffany's. Okay, and I feel like one's about to come on, and then we have Leah Isms. Yeah. So this is what's happening. Tiffany just popped in my head. I'm run with it. Okay. So I watched a sermon last night, and it was talking about um, not focusing on what's in you, but focusing on what's on you. And sometimes <clears throat> you can get distracted with from what God put in you. Like, let's say you are, you know, supposed to be a leader of some kind or whatever. You like to sing or whatever God put in you, right? From you, When you're little, you could probably look at your kids and say, you're going to be really good at connecting with people. You're going to be really good at organizing stuff. You can already see what God has placed in them at a young age. <clears throat> and as you grow up, people start putting you in this box. Sometimes people will be like, you talk too much. I don't know why. You think that's cute, right? And you start, they start putting all of their own opinions on you that you stop focusing on what's in you and you start focusing on what's on you. And I feel like this podcast is more focusing on re realigning your focus to what's in you, breaking past all the things that people put on you or, or your preconceived notions or what you thought was supposed to happen or how people kind of trained you to act or how you were conditioned to act. And then just living in your truth. You know what I mean? And um, having authentic core values. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Not something that you just read on a Cheerio box. And I like, side note, um, when we were talking, we were talking about, you know, as mothers, whether state, whatever stage you're in as a mother, new mom, old mom, whatever. Um, Did you just call us old moms? No. I called, first of all, I've been mom 10 years, so I don't know. I feel like we all old moms in a way. But the point is, okay? We OG. Let the people know. OG panel. Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't doing no game signs, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. All the way done. <laughs> you know it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't do it. Go ahead. That's true, that's true. So, um, what I was going to say is that, you know, whatever tier of mom you're in, you start realizing that there's a pattern in, in, in the stages of being a mom, right? And when you first become a mom, whatever you grew up with or whatever you saw as an example as a mom, that's either what you try to duplicate or what you try to not duplicate, right? And when you become a mom, you automatically put all of these agendas on yourself. Like, I have to do this, 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 or this all together at the same time or I am not meeting my standard of what I want to do or want to be uh, as a mom to Preach. my child. That's it. And that's Preach. and that's okay. That's that's fine to have a standard. But what's not okay is to bash yourself for mm. coming a little bit short when you didn't even realize the expectation that you were putting on yourself. Mm. If you don't have a kid yet, you can't you can you don't understand the magnitude of having a child that's until it. you have one. So the preconceived notions that you thought that you were supposed to meet may not be obtainable at that time or 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 in that in that order that you thought it was going to happen yes seriously at any time to be real because it's, it's the truth and so to piggyback off of you i think that when we put the expectation on ourselves mm -hmm. or the expectations that sorry i didn't mean to spit you're fine the expectations <laughs> that are put on us from our family from our own mothers yes, yes. from our own mothers mm -hmm. um that expectation that when we become a mother, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yes. There's a few different. There's a few different scenarios. You either had that mom that was so blackjack and organized, that was like you need to have room clean. Your da 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 da. Your dinner, and then they were timely, and they had the chart, and then you're <laughs> like, that's right you. Now. That's me sometimes. 
you know, I, I teeter totter, you know. Sometimes I'm like, just get it yourself. And sometimes I'm like, follow the chart. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, seriously. But I, I had, a, there was there was barely no structure. So I feel like because I didn't have a lot of structure, you I go to the extreme. I needed, yes. the, I needed the structure. And then yes. looking at my children, I'm like, Maybe I was a little too structured with them sometimes because I would get I would get frustrated and then I do the supernova supernova by the way guys is the mommy meltdown yeah like um, you're like mm. but then but then I took a bath yes I took a bath, I took a bath. <laughs> self care self care um, <laughs> but then the expectation too I can't tell you how many times I sat as a mom as a new mom or even as an older mom trying to navigate my adult children yes. now you yes. know um, especially. You know, ones that live with me. Hi, Shay. I love you. Um, I'm trying to navigate that relationship, and sometimes, especially going through what I'm going through, I sit in myself. Yeah. She knows because she's my prayer partner. I sit in myself, and I'm texting her, and she's like, "Why didn't you text me?" And I was like, "Because I just don't want to burden you." Right. So I think sometimes we feel like we're burdening yeah. our family members and our and our friends and our people when we really need to be reaching out and asking for help. Yeah. You know, like. I don't know. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Or even just a vent. Or even just a vent. Just or or chest. or I'm having somebody tell me this, and somebody's telling me this, and somebody's telling me this, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Can don't you I help call me? you like only three times yeah. a day? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Am I wrong? Am I right? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's but see, I'm I'm I love that. that because, like personally, I think there's strength and vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. Like I was telling Leah last week, the Lord's like, oh, I want Jesus. you to be vulnerable next and then, week. And yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> She's no, saying that I don't, to me. I don't want to. She's like, the Lord's telling her to be vulnerable, but then I'm over here on Wednesday night, like, crying <laughs> 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 to my husband. Like, I'm like, how's it going? <laughs> it's not going good because the season that I'm in right now, God is breaking patterns and cycles. Mm -hmm. So in order to break patterns and cycles and not have supernovas yes. every freaking week, yeah. God is like, I'm going to need you to ask your husband to pray for you. And I'm like, I'm going to pray for me. And then Jesus is like, you need to ask him to pray for you. And I'm like, babe, I feel hope smash. Can you pray for me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he did. And then the, the, the sense of relief and, and releasing, I really literally, my husband held me and I cried in his arms. Mm -hmm. And I released it. Had that been prior to... My whole kitchen would have been looking like their back room. <laughs> and even though I have an outlet to come to now, right. I can't drive 45 minutes down here at midnight. Right. right. And, no. You know, <laughs> and, what, and no, nope. In nope. that, that case that you just brought up, it's so true though. Why is it so much easier? Well, at least for me, I don't, and mom apparently, is why is it so much easier to, to express our frustration and anger than in vulnerability and crying and just letting it out? I feel like. I feel like sideways we're kind of conditioned to be strong all the time. You know what I mean? To not because moms are the pillar. They we are. Moms have to be Everybody the center else. of everybody's universe, and they have to essentially mom, moms are your rock. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes, you know, just to kind of like put you back on yeah. what you said earlier, you know, about when you start having children, it's hard because if you didn't have that. Mm -hmm. pillar, mm -hmm. That mom. Yeah. You kind of look for it somewhere. Mm -hmm. else. Yes. Yeah. So I feel like how we pick up the habit of having to be the strong person doesn't necessarily just come from like 
looking at your parents or your mom or anything like that it becomes a how you grow up too yeah especially me coming from a hispanic household like when you're the oldest look at me like <laughs> when you're the oldest it's like automatic you're in charge of like everything mm -hmm. you have to raise your honey that's not just a hispanic house <laughs> well, like, the way i've seen it yeah. like yeah. differently it's it's difficult it's like, different and stuff. i remember my dad's trying to start a business back when we lived in port st lucie for cutting grass i was in eighth grade and i had to skip school sometimes because i had to go help him cut grass yeah and here i was a little eighth grader literally on a big old thing cutting grass yeah and it was like no we have to go work like yeah. i'm like but i have to go to school and it's like just different things yeah. and like when bad things happen it's like okay well you got to do this because we got to go do this and just being you're just looked at as a, per, a mature person all of a sudden even mm -hmm. though you're an underage person mm -hmm. so you grow up thinking like okay well I, I gotta do this like mm -hmm. you know so I feel like that as well kind of like yeah makes you see yourself as like well I can't break because yeah everybody else is counting on I'm in charge yeah mm -hmm. no and that's true and that that's huge because whether it's culturally or if it's just something that it doesn't matter where you come from yeah when your surroundings are basically putting these responsibilities on you, yeah, you kind of develop this like defense mechanism, essentially. Yes. Where you're like, you know what? Do myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was always the running joke. Mm -hmm. Was here? Let me help you do it. No, I'll do it myself. I'll do oh, it myself. I'm a queen of do it myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but you know, my my dad said to me, you your like your first sentence was no, do myself. <laughs> Wow. Like I didn't want anybody okay. to do for me. Like I had to do it for myself, and now I'm like, you know what? Like a bull in a china. <laughs> like a bull. In a china. <laughs> um, if you're not helping me, get out of my way. Yeah. If, yeah. if you're, if I'm getting frustrated, but I think that's also part of like my own self care. It's like you know what? Just stop. Yeah. He's making stop. it worse. Yeah. Because now you're just making it more difficult for me to accomplish a task, and I think a lot of as moms as women yeah we find this like you know what i'll just i'll just do it myself yeah like i just can't be bothered for somebody to just try to do what i do and not right. understand well, not even the magnitude it's, it's you know what i'd rather just do it myself than to be frustrated by the fact that you're not really doing it it's not an ocd thing but it's like you're not really helping me you're yeah kind of like pausing me from yeah getting yeah done yeah and getting your full so. potential like so like i got it just yeah, right. and especially with the kids, it's like you know what? Nobody is allowed to watch my kids. Mm -hmm. It's like today's society. Yeah, mm -hmm. you don't know. You're more cautious. 100 like mm -hmm. my in-laws can watch my daughter, but even then, I'm just like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. You, know, you you get funny sometimes. Yeah, but then you also have this. Nobody's gonna take care of my child the way, the way that, that I do it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, but that's yeah. That's why God gives children an open Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Me and Michael were talking the other day, and and literally, Michael was like, "Okay, honey, so you know, my husband likes to ask off the wall questions at random times, like just random questions that don't make sense sometimes. So he's like, "So, honey, if you die, do you think that I could take care of the kids?" And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm his mother. That's a fat no. no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> they just won't be taken care of as, as well as, right. I will be saying. getting a lot of phone calls. Yes. I worry about that actually. That's crossed my mind. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> if Tiff dies, this boy's going to call me every single day. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. But you know, like, and and I was like, Tim, I was like, honestly, honey, I was like, I think, I, I said, I think you would do the best that you can. But I do think there is some extra room there for growth. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are some things that, like, you know, I was like, I was like he's like, well, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see what you're saying. I was like, okay, let's say, for example, homework, okay? When the kids come home from school, whether I'm working or not working, if they need help with their homework, who are they going to ask? Can I rag on my son right now? <laughs> you already know they're going to ask me because daddy ain't going to do that. That's not, he doesn't like school. Isn't there a Khan Academy? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he doesn't... I'm just saying. You know what I mean? He, he Wait, does, That's not it. his lane. And that's okay. You know what I mean? That's okay. That's just not his lane. And so, I think that's also another part of it is accepting people where they are. Right? Yeah. So, like, I know my husband's strong suits and I know his sound suits. I know my downfall. I have no patience when it comes to electronics not doing what they were supposed to do on time. Okay? And I said what I said. If my laptop... When my husband bought me a laptop for my birthday, he specifically bought the fastest laptop available. Not because of the memory, but because if it takes more than three seconds to load, I'm putting it down. Because I don't... I can't... I can't deal with it. See I, how me and Karen look at I, each other? I, I can't. Because we know. I and add no food on top of that. You I have am, a gremlin. I, <laughs> it's the truth. I know my no downfall. after midnight. <laughs> Well, one time we went, um, when we went to Orlando, yep. she said, oh, I guess I'm going to have to do my homework in the car on my phone. I'm like, oh, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I have no patience with that. But my husband, he loves to figure out how things work. If something, my, my work computer was out for like two weeks and my husband was trying to figure it out every day for me, that's his strong suit. That's not my lane. I accept him where he's at. He accepts me where I'm at. I'm not going to force him to go and try to do this kids with homework with the kids when I know he didn't do his own homework growing up. So I'm, you know what I mean? Like, like I accepting him where he's at. And we, what's funny is I feel like we can do that to other people, but it's hard for us to accept ourselves who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I whether I'm a new mom, right? Let, let me just put myself in the Chelsea shoes for a second. I don't know, y'all just heard 50 Chelsea. Yeah. Yes, that's what I call her. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> well ask her. How how is it how is it navigating new motherhood and then accepting with the expectation of everything that well, she Well, can I say, remember I always talk about the five percent of men that watch us? It's her husband. <laughs> so, um No, I think with that well, like you said, like learning where people are at like for me I had to learn like we do parenting differently. Yeah. You know, like I may do something and I'm more independent, I'm like, oh, I want it done this way or that way, and if it's not done the right way, I'm like, let me just do it, you know, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and yeah. when he's like, okay, I got this, I'll do it, you know, don't, you know, let me do it, you know, mm -hmm. let me be a dad, let me try to figure it out myself, you know, don't, don't like, micromanage me, and it's yeah. like, micro, parent me, micro, I guess, <laughs> or micro, parent me, I guess he was, yeah. yeah, I had to learn that too, so. I remember at one point when me and Michael first got married, he literally was like, like, he, he literally looked at me and was like, are you trying to be my mom? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Because I... I mean, can we just be transparent? I, How many of us have new children? No. <laughs> oh, we're the only two We're the only two. It's fine. We'll take here. Me. It was like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... One that we got rid of. We have the one that's 
just crossed into the legal adulthood. Mm -hmm. We have my daughter's father at the movie. To be fair, they're they all. I I always say even the devil had his redeeming qualities. Right. He and could I could I could I could say that about my my ex husband. <laughs> I could say that about my daughter's father. I yeah. could say that about my my, my dad, my stepdad, mm -hmm. both my stepdads. You know, you know. Right. People that I work with professionally, you know, men wise. But men just have to figure out how to do it on their own. And, yeah. and there's this whole scientific research about the fact that women compartmentalize yes. things differently. Sure. Yes. But everything still connects. Yes. Men are just kind of like the wires are frayed. Yeah. Everywhere. And they just do whatever they want. Yes. Yes. They just do whatever they want to do. But you have to let them figure it out on their own. Yes. But then you have the rare occasion of a man that's like, you know what? Nope. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want anybody else to do it for me. And if you if you don't say what you're gonna do, and you're not doing what you're gonna do, I just do it on my own. And yeah. They can really cross. Yeah. But as far as being like a dad, like, you have to let them figure it out. Figure it out. There's no book. Yeah. So you just have to go, okay. Yeah. Especially, like, with first-time dads. Yeah. You know? And it comes with growth. With, with when you're, yeah. just like when you first became a mom, you may have, you know what's funny? We're just talking about how before we come became a mom, as the babies were growing in our stomach, or whether you were adopting or whatever was happening, you were making a list of everything that you wanted to accomplish throughout that child's life, right? You were? I was. Oh, I was not. <laughs> We need to think we got to do uh, trips. We got to do some family traditions. Like I had a list yeah. in my head. Things that I wanted to accomplish that I felt like were things that were really important to me that I wanted to instill into my kids. But I don't really think that the guys have that, that mindset before the baby comes. I think it's kind mm -hmm. of like. How am I going to provide? Right, right. They're, they have their, their lane that they're right. focused on. And they're focused on the providing aspect of it. So now when the baby's here in person and they realize they didn't know how to change a diaper before this day, you know what I'm saying? Like, because they're thinking about it in a different aspect. And so we as moms are just like, you know, let me just do it. Let me just change this diaper. Let me just, you know, I don't want to deal with this learning curve that you're going through. But it's important to let them have that learning curve and give them a little bit of grace as well. Because that's how they'll get better at doing it. So where you feel comfortable enough of, hey, if the diaper's on backwards, I'm gonna let it slide today. Because that's happened a few times. We and then like, oh, I'm out of the diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let it slide today because if it's backwards, this stuff comes. It, out. it does come out. It does come out. But they learn. You're gonna kick it out again. With Elijah, I had like separation about anxiety. He's my first son. If he was not in my arms, I felt my skin crawling. We lived with Leah. We were just got married. We lived with Leah for the first year. And I feel like for 50% of his first couple of months of being alive, I was cocooned in my room. Except for 7 a.m. when I came out to eat a tuna fish sandwich. And then I would go right back in there. <laughs> and Leah she would, would literally not. text me and would say, bring me a plate. Like, I, and yeah, and I would just stay in there. And Leah would come, can I hold him? And I'm like, mm -hmm. like, it was, 
freaky, yes. Right like, yes, like, literally. Like, she would go in her room and I would just follow behind her. Like, I just sit what here. What you doing with Yeah, like, Where you know, going? And I think, honestly, a part of that kind of came in because I was a teen mom. So a lot of people were saying, well, you're not going to, you know, they had to have that stigma that I wasn't going to raise my child, that I was going to just push them off on someone else. And I was like, uh-uh, you ain't going to put me girl. in a box. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do different than what you try to tell me I was going to do. You know what I mean? You and can't say child raising a child. Yeah, yes. Yes. I will do it. And I'm going to raise him the way I feel like I need to. You know what I mean? And I think, <clears throat> again, that, that jumps back to what I said in the beginning. It wasn't something that was placed in me. It was put on me from yeah. everything that people said to me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And... <clears throat> I think we need to start recognizing what did people put on you that you're starting to, that you're, you're trying to deflect from. You know what I mean? What, what, when we were kids, when you're kids, you what, told what us. What clothing did you put on uh, as a mom? Yes. And how were you conditioned? Were yeah. you given, and I did this to Bella, but she's a natural cleaner. I'm she, sorry. No, but that's what I was about to say. But that's what, she, that, that's what she wanted. But I remember growing up and I was bought the Barbie dolls mm -hmm. and I was, you know, I was given the cleaning stuff, which is fine. I've been a caretaker all my life. I've yeah. cleaned. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also wanted a BMX bike. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I wanted soldier men. And mm -hmm. I wanted Dungeons and Dragons. And it was I, I, I shouldn't have been limited to just, just Barbie Barbies. dolls and cleaning stuff. And my dad provided that for me. My dad, my dad understood that need. The need. The yeah. need for my dad. Back it up. My dad understood the need for me to have him and his masculine views in my life. Yes. Does that make yes. sense? Yes. Like, yes, I needed my dad to teach me softball. I needed my dad to teach me basketball. I needed my dad to show me how to fix a bike because it made me a, a well-rounded well yes. person. You know what I mean? I, I just, it was, it was nice that, you know, my grandmothers, both beautiful women, but I was conditioned, especially by my one grandmother, you have to cook and you have to clean and, you know, she's because she's Because they were conditioned. Because they were conditioned. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as, as I'm getting, as I'm an older mom now, looking back, yeah, yeah. as I am an older mom now and I have my daughter here and I have my daughter-in-law here, mm -hmm. um, I'm just having the revelation now that some of my conditioning on them was very detrimental. Yes. And then how do you rectify that as a as a mom now coming into empty nest we always I always poke the empty nester thing. <laughs> how do you navigate that trying to repair that or trying to fix that? Yeah. You know, so like I feel like when it comes to when it comes to Chelsea, I'm like I try to say little things to you like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like she eats when she eats, or she yes. if you have to bottle, bottle. You know, and it's and it's it's it's, it's not a big it, yeah. thing anymore. Yeah. The the focus of you are a phenomenal mother. Yes, mm -hmm. you are a phenomenal mom, and I am so so proud mm -hmm. of who you are as a person the grace that you carry in your life mm -hmm. and I don't tell it to you enough and, and I'm not just doing it because it's the podcast I'm really, I've been, I've been wanting to say this to you, you are just I've watched you grow up and I've watched the conflict that was in the childhood realm between you know, it's hard being in a, in a two family um, environment growing up because the other thing is, is where does my loyalty lie, mm -hmm. I feel like and 
And I just want to be transparent. And I don't know why God's having me stop to say this. We can take this out. I always, I always wanted to be your mom. But I never wanted to infringe on your mom. So I placed myself in a stepmom role, which is conditioning. And 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 sometimes you're brought you're brought up as a stepmom is not is not as important is as important or as close as close. And sometimes stepmoms are kind of like there's a stigma with that word. Yes, it's a stigma yes. because of Cinderella. Yes, because because of Cinderella, and then you have the two evil stepsisters, and then. And I never wanted you to feel like that, mm -hmm. but I never, because I understand, even though, because you and I shared a very similar thing with our moms, and even though I didn't want to step on your mom, sometimes I know you needed a mom, and then I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel that because I didn't want you to pick loyalty. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? But I just want you to know how so proud I am that everything that you overcame all the things that you've taken, the grace that you carry, the anointing that you carry, the mom you are to Marley, she is the happiest baby mm -hmm. I have ever seen. She is just so vibrant and so happy. And I know that sometimes you don't say a lot, because <laughs> but when you do, it's so impactful. It is. It's so impactful. And I just want you to know I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. I think, well, with that, um, Growing up, I don't think I had, like, there was times where I needed, I needed you, and because I would come to you more than I would go to my mom, you know, and then there would be times when, you know, it would be, and so I think there was, there's an importance in, for you in my life growing up, you know, because there was just things that, you know, I couldn't go to her sometimes, and I'm like, I don't know if I could, like, can we, like, can we shave our, you know? Yes. <laughs> Park and they were like, Can you shave your, you know? And I'm like, Whoa, because they were like 11 years old. That's her dad's and I'm like, Well, you can, but what, why or why? Just curious. It, 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 Can you shave your butt? And I'm like, I'm done. Leave that to Shay because she loves I'm poop done. and all that. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm what? Sorry. Not that she loves poop, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then getting into like, you know, becoming a Christian and teaching me how to have spiritual a, found, a spiritual foundation. I didn't want to know how to read the Bible or pray or yeah. any of those things. So I mean, I thank you for being in my life and thank you, to Dad, for you know. And I just want to piggyback on all of that, just listening. You know, I listen and then I speak, but it's like you hear a lot about control. Yeah. Let me do this. Let me do Let me do this. And, you know, they can say, well, I'm a perfectionist. No, you're not. You're prideful. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Jesus is prideful the only perfection the that is there. Mm -hmm. And it's not I'm a perfectionist. I'm really a control freak. And I'm a recovering control free mm -hmm. because that's the way I was raised and it's not a bad thing but my mom was raised military and this is what I've tried to explain to my kids like their next housing hinged upon the cleanliness of their house yes. how they left it how they took care of things and you might know being a you know a former military wife yeah. 
And back then things were different. They had to provide, my grandmother didn't work. Um, and so I was raised. Mm -hmm. There's order, 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 order. But then you get to the point where it can drive you crazy. Oh yeah. Because mm -hmm. you're trying to fix everything and trying to control everything. And you know, even raising the three kids, I say I've got three of each. Mm -hmm. My oldest is a very creative, very introvert. Mm -hmm. My middle child is the boss of everybody. Everything mm -hmm. has a place. My closet is color coded. She's an overachiever. So I've got to be able to talk her off the cliff. Mm -hmm. Then my youngest, who is sweet and kind and compassionate, but like 6'5 and almost 300 pounds, mm -hmm. and is really working through anxiety right now, just to be honest, and mm -hmm. he's um, a right tackle. And some days I told Leah, like, being a mom is no joke. Yeah. Like, I'm helping the 30-year-old negotiate, and motherhood never stops. So never, for these never. people who say, oh, they're 18 and done. No. Mm -hmm. How's, how's that working for you? Because I have not, not that I want to arrive at that point, because I don't. Mm -hmm. And you know, navigating being a new parent with my 30 year old and sometimes I'll take Landon and he just falls asleep and my son will be like how do you do that because mm -hmm. I'm not worked up yeah they it's a different stress. stage when you're mm -hmm. a Nana and a Mima mm -hmm. you know that you're not like you know mm -hmm. and then you know my daughter's getting ready to leave for college and like that's my little best friend so I am in a huge huge season of transition and I can't go into all of it because it's just too much but the, then my youngest navigating him through that, and I'm thinking, God, if I had your size, I'd be like, it's game time. Let's go. I'm fixing to knock you down. But that's mm -hmm. not as hard. Yeah. But then something happens when he shifts onto that field. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like God has called us to navigate, but then to shift them in what they're called to do. Yeah. Like, I can't stand behind my son and be like, uh, you didn't do hospital corners on those sheets, and <laughs> you didn't make this perfect. Yeah. Because if I can't release control, he's going to be an incapable adult. Yeah. Right? So as hard as it is, you yeah, either trust go. God to get pregnant and have these babies, or maybe you got pregnant and weren't expecting it, but you're still trusting God to navigate it. You've got to be able to release and let them do their thing, because if not, you're going to drive yourself crazy and right into the ground, including yeah. your husband, significant other, whoever else. Yeah. You either trust him or you don't. And real quick, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, mm -hmm. even though they saw each other in all their glory, and they could have went right into reproducing. <laughs> oh, no, all the glory. She said it all the glory. Because the Bible said they were naked. Mm -hmm. Yes. They were naked. I take that as they're in all their oh, bones. And it would have been my flesh. Okay. Is that what you said, boo? <laughs> bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And he said, go forth and reproduce. So they could have at that time. Yeah. But this is what really hit me when I was reading it. The Lord said, until they delighted in him, they weren't fruitful. Mm -hmm. So they could have been busy all day long, but nothing was produced. Yeah. You're all right, Chili. You're all right. I'm being honest. This is called real mom, so it's real. We being real up in here. Okay. So, right. you know, that's my question to you and like everybody listening. Yeah. You can be all braggadocious and be like, I'm busy and I'm this and my house is organized and my kids are in sports. And well, you know what? Congratulations. Good for you. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? If you put on this facade that you've got it all together, but you're not sleeping at night uh -huh. and this is who we are. This is real. This is who God created us to be. I have not arrived at a mother. I have not perfected it as a mother. You can ask my kids. I've apologized to things uh -huh. because I was raised how I was raised and like I I tell them y'all didn't come with a handbook mm -hmm. like the only thing I know how to do is by the grace of God and what I knew mm -hmm. and what I knew I didn't want to yeah. raise my kids in yeah. like we had said before yeah and so you can be busy and busy but are you really reproducing anything yeah and you know this whole self-care thing has really convicted me because the Lord showed me like you got pride issues that you can't rest you got pride issues that you can't trust the kids to, you know, vacuum and mop the floors because it's not going to be to your standard. 
You've got pride issues because you can't rest. You have pride issues because you can't spend the $45 on the foundation. You would spend it on your daughter with. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just a really, really timely series mm -hmm. because even after the last year and pivoting and coping and adapting and figuring things out, mm -hmm. that it is about self-care because the Lord even rested. He did. He did. He rested. He took a Sabbath. Watch that podcast. It was from like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm like, there's a little thing up here. <laughs> to the whole control thing because I'm guilty to yeah. the whole control thing you see me cleaning I go to her house for vacation she's like, like <laughs> I do it at other people's houses that's just because I'm conditioned and, so and I'm like you you're being rude sit down I'm not <laughs> sit down. You, my daughter fix her bed like a hotel bed she it does you know what she does now she does a little toilet paper thing you taught me <laughs> I'm like this is my child. It is me. I made this. I know. And it's, it's true. It is a control problem. And I feel like what I was going to say, because you said it's like you have parents that are like that, so it's instilled. But also the opposite does it. Because I know growing up and being that in charge Regimented. person, you're so like, oh, I don't want my life done. to be like that. So no, we have to do it right because we don't want that. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so you're always like, you know what you don't want, so you have to do it perfect so and it to prevent. Yeah. Yes. So it's also... Yeah. But the reality kind of boils down to is that most of the time you go into the picture with what you don't want to do or what you think you have to do. So you try to do the extreme. And you beat yourself up because you can't be perfect at the extreme at the level of children or whatever life period yes. you're in. But honestly, give yourself grace. You're going to be in the middle. There's no way you're going to go from zero to a hundred that quick with having a baby and get everything perfect. Uh -huh. You make what a good balance is probably 50% of that. I'm not saying to have dirty toilets because we all know how I feel about toilets. Yes. <laughs> okay? But. <laughs> like the monster ate like. <laughs> <laughs> going off. Okay. I know, yeah. But the point is, is that we need to, you know, shift our gaze, focus on what's in us, take off all the stuff that we put on us, all the, the guilt, the shame, the everything, and just live our life according to what God called us to be, and that's moms. He blessed us with children, he called us to be mothers, and whatever shape form that we're in, we're not going to be perfect. And if you see a mom struggling, lend an ear, lend a shoulder. If you see that mom look, where, then you've been there one day, you were there one time looking at a mother, and you can see it in her eyes that she is real struggling and she's tired or that she needs a break or that she doesn't know how to navigate this but she's too afraid to say anything because as mothers you feel like you have to have all the answers and you have to carry everybody else yes. be that mother for her that friend to her that you didn't have you may not have had or you had keep keep the cycle going be a village for our mothers it's not just a village to raise a child but you need a village of mothers to lend their wisdom and, and and to help them go through those times that are, are rough because kids are crazy, period. Thank you, Tiffany. So with all this being said today, being vulnerable, being conditioned, and you know, just releasing and letting things go, do you have any final words to say? I just feel like we need to learn how to put ourselves in the bag even if you left that clothes in the wash and you need to rewash it. For the fourth time. It's yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Chelsea? Um, I would just say it's okay to say you need help. Yeah. 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 It is. And it doesn't show weakness. I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
and I just want to say, be, you know, love yourself enough to release yourself from the self-obligation that you have to have it all together and you have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we thank you guys for coming on our Fresh Mom View panel. I hope you guys liked it because we're going to pull you back in again. <laughs> <laughs> Meet our Fresh Mom View panel. Woo! Give it so Jessica was here. She had to step out because she's getting something special ready for us. They are launching something. I don't even know what it is, but we're going to film it. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, oh, I can't do the link here, but if you want to go below mm -hmm. and see what we did, click the link below. And our YouTube, lit. this is not going to be on the podcast. So if you're listening on the podcast, Singapore, shout out. Australia, yes. shout hey. out. Ireland, shout out. Whoa. Our 5% in the back, shout <laughs> out. I'm just saying shout out to all our brand new listeners. Yes. We love you. We thank you. Mm -hmm. Click that link below and go watch what we're getting ready to do because we're going to be sued. I stay on YouTube. She on that. YouTube. Yes, on YouTube because we're supposed to just find me. I don't know what's getting ready to happen, but... Uh -oh. Uh oh. She's being that clingy. <laughs> Just remember, we're not bad moms. We're, we're real, real moms. moms. Thank you. And don't forget to follow us. I ain't gonna. I'm not singing it. Bye, y'all. <laughs>